Amen. You may have a seat. Giovanna's going to come at this time, and she's going to open God's word for us from 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 through 11. If you'll get your Bibles out to receive God's word this morning. Hello. Okay. Um, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, to himself by means his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, God has given us a great and precious promises. These promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision and moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience, endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness, godliness with brotherly, affect, brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with the love of everyone. The more you grow like this, the more, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blinded, forgetting that they have been cleansed from, the, from our old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God called chosen people. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you the grand entrance to his to internal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, everyone. Please don't close your Bibles. We're going to stay right where we were in 2 Peter 1. How's everybody doing this morning? Really? That's wonderful. I don't know why I said that. I'm glad everyone's doing well. So these last few weeks, we've been talking about coming in to this chapel, right? We've rised out of the ashes, right? We are the Salvation Army. We had new soldiers. You know, everything is just coming. It's happening. Things are going, right? But, you know, when something new happens that's just good, Sometimes we have a tendency to falter, right? Sometimes we might hit a wall. And this morning, I want to encourage us. I want to remind us that God has so much faith. And his faithfulness leads us. It guides us. It helps us. It protects us. It keeps us going. No matter where we're going to go, it keeps us going. So I want to remember that this morning. I love this passage. You know, I know I say that about just every passage I read from, but who doesn't love the Bible? I mean, the Bible's wonderful. <laughs> you pull out a scripture and you're like, oh, wait, I didn't know it said that. And you see something new from it in every circumstance, in every study, right? So I love the word of God. And I love this passage. I want to read it just one more time. If you look, I want to start at verse 3, and I want to just read 3 and 4. And it says, growing in faith by his divine power, God has given us everything we need. I love that. Okay, I'm going to pause. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Guys, there's an additive 
onto that. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Sometimes people have a problem with that because they're like, God, I wanted that car. Or I want, oh, oh. Maybe not. That was a little extreme. But still, they want things, right? But God has given us everything we need for a godly life. All right? I just I love scripture. It lays it out really quick, really clearly. We have received all of this. What? 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 Pause. We've received all of this already, guys, by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, because he is God, because he is God, his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. I'm beatboxing on here. He has given us great and precious promises because we believe he is who he says he is. He does what he says he's going to do, and he's the Lord of our lives. Amen? Amen? I just read scripture, guys, and I also added my own two cents. All right. So this morning, I want to talk about God's faithfulness. I want to talk about how, how much God just loves each and every one of us so much that it just keeps us going. That alone keeps us going. His love keeps us going. So our passage this morning was written to be believed by Peter, the apostle, right? A follower of Christ. They believe he wrote this passage. And you know what? Peter had a really hard job ahead of him. Have you ever talked to someone who believes they just have secret knowledge about the Lord? Okay, so this is what's going on in this time. It's called Gnosticism. And this is what's being created, and this is what they're learned. The people of the church are starting to listen to. People of the church were starting to lean towards Gnosticism. So Peter had a job to do. He had to step in and say, You know the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ. That is the truth. You don't need a secret knowledge to make you higher or better than anyone else. The truth is Christ, and you know it. How hard is that to understand? But that was Peter's job. And just like it is for Christ, Christians, we just simply tell people the truth. That is Jesus Christ. And that's it, right? That's our job. We're not better. We're not worse. We tell people the truth. I love, I love that. So it's really hard for Peter, right? Because the early Christians just... You know, they were seeking so hard to figure stuff out. It's so complicated because you had, you had Greek theology, you had Roman, you had, you had all of these different beliefs, and they're everywhere. They're so spread out. You go to one kingdom, you go to one place, and they've got a different religion. They've got a different religion. And they're like, where's Christianity? Well, it's new. And it's hard to start something new and make it into what it is now, right? Something happened where believers who believed they had that special knowledge. So Peter had to tell them what the truth was, to stay rooted in the knowledge of Christ, our Savior. You know, and it takes, it takes a great amount of faith on our part to step out against the world, doesn't it? To, to say we know what the truth is. You see, we doubt God, which leads us to our own way, because we know how to handle things, God. You don't gotta, you, you've got plenty of stuff on your hands. I get it. You know, I, let me take care of this. We think we know how to handle it on our own, right? But God 
I love scripture. God holds true to his promises and gives us truth and the knowledge of his son. There it is, his son, Jesus Christ. You know, and that alone should give us all the faith that we need, right? I can close this, we can go. You guys would have a great message. But somehow, we always miss the point. We drop the ball. Something happens. I don't know. But this is what happens. So let's talk about this. Let's dive into this. I want to talk about what we need, right? I want to talk about his glory, what his glory has called us to. And I want to talk about how God simply keeps his promises. Simple, right? Hopefully then we can see that God's faithfulness can lead us, not just as a church, but as individuals to greatness. I mean, God has great things planned for us, does he not? So what do we need? What do you guys need? God? Jesus? Perfect. That's the answer. I'm done. That was the moving on to the next point. Just kidding. So, no, a lot of times people think they need a new car. I need money. I need a new hairstyle. I always need a new hairstyle. But let me tell you, yes, while you do need some of those things to help you transportate, I'm not saying you don't need those things, but those things can tend to distract us, right? You need it so bad, you don't have the money, you worry, 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 piling up, and it tends to distract us from who our God says he was. Remember, the God of promise, God who's going to take care of us, and those worries tend to just, and we just get distracted. We need faith, guys. We just simply need faith, you know, and I, and we need Jesus in our lives, yes, you said it, brother. We need Jesus in our lives. But without faith, how would this relationship even work? What relationship would it be? What, what would it be? You know, I, Im- I imagine that we would all just be actors or actresses. We would be playing a part. If we didn't have faith, it wouldn't be real, right? I mean, what's the point? What faith is most important? So I looked up this word. And the translation in Greek, I really like saying it, but it says pistis, <laughs> conviction of the truth of anything, belief, conviction of the truth of anything. It goes on to say the conviction that God, this is for Christians, the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. One word says that, faith. I have faith in him. And when I say I have faith, it means all of that. I am convicted in my belief that I believe he's the one who saves. I believe he says he is who he says he is. God Almighty, the one who created everything for us. And it's because I have faith. But sometimes that word's not so easy for certain people. You You can have faith in a lot of things. I have faith that the sun will come up in the morning. I have faith that the lights will come on in my office. I have faith that the sky will be blue. Not always in Lubbock, Texas. And that the grass is green. I simply believe that it is so, right? And believing those things in my daily life, I just simply accept it easily and allow it to be a part of my life. I'm pretty sure that if I woke up one morning and saw purple grass outside, I would freak out. That would just be the end of my life. But the grass isn't purple, it's green. Now, I don't know that's not really that important, but it's pretty simple right? I'm trying to show you how simple 
it is. Why don't we allow faith in God to be that simple? Is it because sometimes we have trouble seeing him in our lives? I mean, if I didn't have eyes, I'd still believe the grass was green. And if I couldn't hear, I'd still believe the ocean moves. Do I need to have eyes to have faith in God? I don't think so. I love how Peter in verse 1 says, received a faith as precious as ours. Guys, it's precious. It's like you hold it in your hands. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? That's off topic. There's a little ring, and he says he calls it his precious. That's not what we're talking about here. But guys, if you truly believed in God, this relationship would be precious, right? Our faith is precious. It's beautiful. And I looked up that word because I wondered if they had the word precious back then. Did they go around saying the word precious? And they meant, when they said our faith is precious, it meant equally honored, equally precious. To me, that just shows me that Peter knew exactly who he was talking to because people then were seeking to set themselves up in a higher position by saying, we have a secret knowledge of God. But Peter was saying, hey, this faith is just as precious to me as it is to you. We're on equal ground here. I'm not hiding anything from you. That truth is set before you, and it's precious. It's something better than knowing the color of the grass or hearing the ocean. It's the saving grace of God, even when we don't deserve to be saved, right? And there's no room for who's better than whom here. Faith, guys, we need it. Like the air we breathe, we need it. Why do we need it? Because, guys, we fight a very hard battle. Because God has called us. Because his power, verse 3, if you look at verse 3, has given us everything we need for life and godliness. We can live in this world and be holy. Now, I'm not saying be a part of this world, right? But guys, don't let the world cover your eyes. We can live here and still strive to be closer to God. He has called us. He's still trying to reach out to his creation ever since the beginning. How beautiful is that? So let's get into how God has called us. Now, we've seen in our Bible how God has called people, right? We've read the stories, how he uses them to show who he is to his people. We've got tons of stories about God's directions. And if we were to talk about all of them from the Bible then, you know, we would probably be here for a very long time, and I'm sure some of you like to eat lunch, right? That's important. So I'm not sure that that's necessary right now, but let's see, can you, can you guys name for me some people from the Bible who showed great amount of faith? Moses? Abraham? Stephen? Oh my gosh, Stephen. Mary? Job? Yes. Exactly. So we have all of these stories, right? You have these beautiful Abraham, Moses, Peter, the disciples, Esther, Boaz, right? The list goes on. And it's wonderful that we know these stories from very real people. Guys, sometimes we, we read these stories and we're like, oh, Sunday school. <laughs> no, these are real people. These are real stories. This really happened. Can we remember that? 
And I encourage you that if you don't know most of these stories, please grab a Bible and get to knowing them. All right, because if you ever have a wonder or worry about a situation, I, I guarantee there's a situation like yours in the Bible. You know, they weren't perfect. And guess what? They weren't without sin either. And I'm not trying to say that everything was the same then as it is now, because a lot of things have changed. But these stories are so relatable because they are very real people. And knowing these great stories of faith, shouldn't that be enough for us as well? I mean, I learned from Moses and Abraham and the disciples, but I'm still me. I'm still Whitney. You know, I still make mistakes. And in knowing these great stories, I've applied them to my life. I still have a choice, right, of whether or not I want to take up that cross and grow closer to God or whether I just want to stay put and not move, right? We have a choice. The problem with staying in place or stopping, get this, the problem with staying in place or stopping is that the world does not stop. See, just like God does not stop. So in a battle, one against another, because we are in a battle of good versus evil, right? Even though we know the victory is already won, amen? Even though we're in this battle, if I were to just stop, does evil stop? No. It's going to roll right over me. It's going to be like, all right, see you later. We got this one. I can't stop, guys. One side does not simply stand and not move. No, we fight. And guess what? We fight with our gifts, we fight with our calling, and we fight with our faith. Our scripture says that we were called by his glory and goodness. Did you see that in scripture? Verse, he's called by his glory and goodness. And we do everything in his goodness. God's greatness, his goodness helps me to do what I need to do, whether it being a mom, a dad, a secretary, a gardener, a manager, Etc. It doesn't matter where you are. God's goodness is with you. So who do you think those people are in the Bible? You know, they were moms. They were dads. They were secretaries-ish. They were gardeners. They were managers as well. And we have the gift of knowing how God worked through them so that we could see him, right? We could see his goodness through them, through their lives, and to be honest, I hate to direct it this way, but how are our lives doing? How are, if someone were to read a new book in the Bible and your name was one of the new books, how would it look? If someone were to read the book of Whitney, would they see God? Would they see the saving grace that they needed for new life? If someone were to read your book, would they see God? Because I tell you, the stories in the Bible are there for a reason, and it's not for because of Abraham. It's not because of Moses, but it's because of God. And my book wouldn't be in there if my life didn't point to him. Where, how is your life doing? Now, I'm not saying we're starting a new Bible, but I'm just saying like, that they are very real stories of these people, of how God did these great things and how he called them and he calls us too, right?
Our lives might not seem like much compared to most, but if you were to write it down and read it, would it reflect God? Could you see his direction? Now, I, I know I think back on my life and I can see how God has been good to me. I can see all the things that he's done for my life. And I can say, yes, I can't even imagine, you know, back and before I was called into this, I didn't think I would ever do this job. I never thought of myself as a preacher or a pastor or a youth minister or anything like that. But God has called me just like God has called you because he wants you to be a part of kingdom work. Guys, he wants you to be a part of his work. That is such a gift. That is so amazing that we get to be a part of the thing God is creating for us for eternity. How awesome is that? How often do we take it for granted? No, I know. But we don't need to worry or wonder if we can fulfill his calling because it comes from his glory and his greatness. Guys, he doesn't just call us and leave us hanging. He calls us and he gives us his goodness and his greatness. That's amazing. So that when people look at us, they can see they can see him. Exactly. He's, he's called us to be a part of his work because he keeps his promises. Do you believe he keeps his promises? That's right. The last thing I want to talk about is God and his promises. What has God promised us? Well, with Abraham, it was, it was that we would increase and become a great nation. Kings will come from us, and he will give us land. And he's done that, right? And he continues to do that because that promise is still around. He still keeps that promise. And now we have eternal life with Christ if we believe. How awesome is that? That's an amazing promise. But it is always so simple to believe that God will take care of us, watch over us, or just love us. Do we believe that God will love us? Right? If he's, but it says that in scripture. So I have to believe it's true, right? We talked about our faith. And as we've seen, the answer may seem simple to just simply believe that we have faith. But the actions, guys, it's, it's easy to believe. But the actions, where, where are the actions? They never seem easy, do they? Well, let's look at some examples of God's enduring love for us. One, you have a man who was to save a nation. He wasn't good with words. Anybody here not good with words? I'm not either sometimes. And he had a bad temper. Anybody have a bad temper? Don't have to fess up to it. I understand. His anger even led him to kill someone. Anyone? I'm just kidding. <laughs> sometimes he acts without thinking. And yet God called Moses to lead his people out of slavery. You have a man who had great faith, but was sometimes led by fear. Anyone stopped by fear sometimes? He doubted God. He misdirected information about his wife being his wife, you know? He slept with a maidservant to handle having an heir on his own because God's busy. That, by the way, was a custom of a surrounding country, not his own. And yet God called Abraham to be the father of great nations. You had a woman who had many husbands and was the, with a man who wasn't her husband, getting living water from the well. She had no idea until Jesus told her. God called the Samaritan woman to tell others about the living water. 
a woman. That's amazing. Peter, our author, who has shown us in Scripture that he, was run, he has run from God, right? He ran from God even after Jesus asked him if he loved him three times. Three times. And God called Peter to spread the word of his son. Denied his son, and yet he called him to spread the word of his son. Guys, we are not perfect, but God calls us. And he cares a great deal about us. Scripture says in verse 4, So that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. See that? He's truly trying to save us. He's truly trying to save us, and he's always been doing that. And we need a savior, don't we? Yes, we do. You and I recognize why, right? I don't need to go into the evil desires and the corruption of this world thus far to understand why we need a savior. You understand, right? God keeps his promises, and he uses the most random people, right? Why would he use those people? But their stories are amazing, and it's all to show the glory of him and to show that he keeps his promises if we have faith in him. All we have to do is simply believe that we have faith in him. He uses us imperfect people to be a part of his kingdom building. His faithfulness... It guides us, it leads us, and it directs us. I'm going to ask Captain if he could come and plays that song, Cast Our Cares Upon Him. Because, Lord, we need this moment. We've, I've given it to you. We've had the faithfulness. I, I hope you can see that God not only leads us individually, but as groups, too. We are our church family. We work together to make this work. And in order to be able to lead and go out into our calling that he has for our lives, guys, we need faith, like the very air that we breathe. We can clearly see his faithfulness throughout time. So we should have no reason to doubt, right? But as scripture says, the world was corrupt with evil desires. And it's still around now. It's still there. It hasn't gone away, has it? But we have something so precious. Can you, can you picture that in your heart? Can you say, my faith is precious. It's so special to me because it's the one thing between me and God that no one else has. It's the, relate, it's the thing that connects me to him. My faith in him. That's my job. My part of the relationship is the faith in Jesus Christ, is the faith that he's going to protect us, the faith that he's going to keep us going strong, faith that'll help me in my job, faith that'll help me with a stranger, faith that'll help me with my fear, faith that he'll do what he says he will do. We have that. And it's precious because God gives us his glory and his greatness. And if we have that, we can do great things. Guys, whatever God is calling you to, whatever God is leading you to, if you feel it, but you're afraid of it, I completely understand. But God doesn't want you to live a life of fear. What kind of relationship is that? Where he's called you into a life of fear. That's not right. 
and he's called us. He wants us. You can clearly see it. Our simple conviction that God is who he says he is, that he will do what he says he will do. We just need to believe and let him guide us. You know, I love that we have this chapel, but we don't need a burnt chapel for a starting place. A starting place is every day in our lives. It just takes a decision on our parts to do that, right? The altar is always open. This morning, I wanna ask if you feel like you wanna protect that preciousness that God has given us, that you might just need to reassure yourself that you have it there, that you wanna reconnect with God, please come to the altar. It's the best place to talk to God, to say that, God, I have faith in you. I have faith in you. Lord, I have faith in you.
that we are yours and that you will protect us and that anything that we face, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Anything that we come up against, we can fight with your glory and your goodness. Oh God, your glory and your goodness. What is that? What does it even look like? I'm so glad that you've given us your word so that we can see your glory and your goodness time and time again through these people, these people who weren't perfect themselves, Lord. Why do we have to be so worried about being perfect when you've called us to be like your son? And that's completely different. Oh, Lord, I pray that you help us, whatever we're going through, that you help us, Lord. Bless us this week. Be with us this week. Take care of us this week. Lord, help us build our faith in you. Help us know that you are our creator and we have no need to worry, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. our cares one more time. is thy faithfulness. Lamentations 3.23 talks about the hope that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of his faithfulness to us, we can have that everlasting hope because God's promises are always true. Amen. Amen.